0: Welcome back to Podcasts on 5th Ave. It's Jordan and Taylor, as always. Obviously, we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. Taylor was taking some much-needed time off, and she, you moved into a house, right?
1: I did, yeah. So I closed on yeah. August 12th. I had a ton of PTOs saved up, so I just used all that to settle into the house. That's why we haven't been recording. This is not my house. This dungeon I'm in, <laughs> this is the back room at the office. Um I'll record at my house next week, but yeah, close that house. Really, uh, really happy about it. So happy to be Congratulations. back Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to be back, uh, especially now that we're two weeks away from the start of penguins training camp. It starts on September 22nd. Rookie camp starts next week. And you mentioned before we started recording that you've been kind of popping into the cranberry complex, the little mute, complex and some guys are already in town who have you seen so far from uh yeah. out of the area who's migrated back
1: yeah I, honestly it's so many i i've stopped in a couple times and it feels like every every day there's like a new chunk of them um jeff petri has been been here for a while um you know mm-hmm. he, he had a fine house with his wife gets settled in. he's been here a while ruido's been here a while kapanen's been here a while um but then this, um, I, I went on Wednesday morning and Ty Hennis was back. Uh, the skills coach actually leading the right. sessions before it was kind of like the player, uh, Jeff Carter was in that group too. They were just kind of leading themselves. Um, they had a goalie today. Casey to Smith is there. Uh, Mike Chia in the, the emergency backup. He was there too. they had two goalies, but I mean, uh, F. Malcolm was there, Brian Russ, Jake Gensel, Teddy Bluger, Teddy Bluger, by the way, long hair, um, I know he, when he was in, in Minnesota, uh, you know, the Penguins followed him around. And, you know, he, in the offseason, they did a fun video, and he had the long hair, and they were asking him about Amazing. it. And he was like, well, yeah, but I'm going to cut it before the start of the season. But if he didn't get it cut at home before coming here, I don't think he's going to cut it. And long-haired Teddy is just um, – he's a little feral. He's he's a different breed. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in, like, one of the other segments. But, um, oh. I mean, long-haired Teddy, Teddy. that's um, – Yeah, yeah, I'm a whole chunk of guys. Josh Archibald was there, Ryan Paling, So uh, a bunch of the new guys. um, I think I mentioned it's honestly like half the team.
0: That's so exciting because obviously that means that we're getting closer and closer to the start of the hockey season. So looking at the training camp roster, there's a lot going on. Obviously, like this isn't this isn't what the team is going to look like. This is pretty. Uh, expansive but this is yeah so (laughs) it it's not everybody we're going to see game in and game out but there are some obviously names that we know we're going to see uh to start the season like Kasperi Kapanen he's going to be probably on on the roster and he's probably going to be in the lineup uh to start looking at obviously Teddy Bluger like he's he's a big name Potentially Drew O'Connor in that bottom six. He might find his way in. Who the heck knows? Taylor, what what are you going to be keeping an eye on going into training camp? What are some storylines that have piqued your interest?
1: I think just, uh, well, number one, I think now, just how the D is going shake to out, shake out, because that, mm. that has been you know the position group where there has been the most uh, change. Matheson going out, Marino going out. You have... Ty Smith coming in, uh, Petri coming in. Um, you have Joseph Ready to take that next step. They have nine capable NHL defensemen. And we, we talked yeah. about this where, you know, they had nine on the first day of uh, on f- a free agency. And Hacksaw was like, well, we're not going to go into camp with nine defensemen. Like, and then, so they traded Matheson. They got Petri back. They traded Marino, got Ty Smith back doing the math, that's still nine defensemen. And then after that, he's <laughs> like, well, we might go into camp with nine defensemen. So it's just going to uh, be interesting to see those position battles. Um, yeah. Of that group, Ty Smith, the only one except from waivers, he's never been in the AHL, so I don't know if, you know, I it's a simple saying, well, you send him down, he has to leave debate, P.O. Joseph yeah. might know he would have to go on waivers. So it's just going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. And then just, like, what um, – pairings of of the mm-hmm. you know six regulars um so and then just the the depth options at, at forward too because you know you have ryan paling coming in they signed archibald i i don't know why that's the, the one signing i think that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense it um, definitely doesn't i guess he is a guy who can sit out he can be an extra he doesn't have to be one of you know the the main 12 what we saw that Last year, when he missed uh, all last regular season, most mm-hmm. of because he's unvaccinated, and then he did come in in the playoffs. Um, so he can sit out uh, and come in, and, and I guess be some degree of effective. But yeah, again, Drew O'Connor, Drew O'Connor, there might might be room for him, might not. Drew O'Connor is exempt from waivers, so it's like, how good does Drew O'Connor have to be to beat out someone like you know? Archibald, Ailing, yeah. who you know, wouldn't he waivers? So, yeah, just a lot of position battles um, to be won. Uh, interested to talk to some guys uh, like like Zucker. Um, see just where he's at health wise. Like I know he's like a hundred percent, but it's like, what was the recovery process like? Um, and what
0: is his one hundred percent? Because it feels like. <laughs> he gets hurt a lot he's he's struggled with so many different yeah. injuries over the course of his time with the penguins alone like he'll it'll look like he's about to go on a tear and then he'll get injured so it's it's like is that just yeah bad luck is that just kind of how he's wired like 100% for him might be different than it is for other guys you just never know with that kind of stuff
1: and uh jeff carter i would love to talk to jeff carter and can't just kind of be like what happened last year <laughs> because uh, the drop off for him, you know, compared to the mm-hmm. – it was really steep. And he is obviously older. Um, last season was one of, um, well, that was the first time he actually played a full, um, yeah. you know, 80 game se- 80-something game season in a couple of years just because of COVID. And I remember I asked him on cleanout day, um, you know, the given you know, it has been a couple of years. Did did this year feel different for you? Like, did you feel the, like, the effect of playing? Was was that difficult? Um, you know, trying to figure out kind of what happened to him. And he did say that it was, he did talk about it being a challenge. It didn't sound like he was making excuses, but it did seem like yeah. he was dealing with, you know, fatigue. Sure, um, At his um, age, that would make sense. Yeah, just uh, a lot. Uh, and this is going to be the first time we're going to get to talk to um, – Malkin since he signed so um yeah uh just kind of because to figure out how that went because I mean if you remember it came out you know okay he's going to test for agency and then um like a day went by and and he signed um mm-hmm. you know what kind of involvement did Crosby or you know Letang those kinds of guys have I'd love to talk to Malkin and just about that that whole process yeah there are a
0: lot, a lot of things that I think will will be of interest to pay attention to. I I personally am wondering how Casper Kapanen is going to look in camp and then going into the regular season because it felt like when he came to the team, he and Malkin started to develop some legitimate chemistry, and then he just kind of dropped off, and last yeah. year he really didn't look good at all with the exception of maybe that that streak that very brief streak of games that included a hat trick Uh, I think it was against Dallas I I'm just curious what what kind of game we're going to see from him because we don't really even know what kind of a player he is is he the player that we saw when he was with Malkin is that kind of his ceiling where he can get out of his head and handle the puck well and actually score some goals and create chances. Or is he the guy who overthinks everything and stops skating into the zone to try to, you know, whatever the, whatever the heck he was doing. Like, I'm, I'm really curious how he's going to respond because when he talked at the end of last season, he acknowledged that he didn't play up to his potential and he was disappointed with his season so what's his response going to be I'm I'm going to be really curious to see how how camp goes for him and and what that looks like and I'm I'm also very curious what the bottom six is going to look like because they didn't really do a whole lot with the exception of signing a couple guys they didn't tamper with the bottom six at all, because, uh, Hextall said kind of, we feel like we have the depth that we need to be competitive. And it, uh, I don't know, as soon as one guy goes down in the top six and you have to start reshuffling, where do you go from there? So I'm, I'm really curious to, to see how those two storylines kind of play out because there are a lot of guys like Archibald, um, and, um, why am I blanking on his name? Well,
1: Kajula, you know, Paling, Paling you. Mm-hmm. guys who have played in the NHL, but then there's also guys like, um, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing like ne- Nylander who hasn't played mm-hmm. in the NHL in a little bit here. Poolan obviously still looking for his debut. Pustin and any other one. Yeah. I don't think any of those guys are guys who are going to make the team out of camp, just given the current options, and because you can probably sneak Nylander down on waivers, pull and Pustin, and don't need waivers yet. But all those are the three forwards who I'd put down um, like a mid-season call-ups, like the first, you know, yeah. probably guys up. So just interesting to see how they fit in. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. Nylander, you know, he hasn't been to a training camp at all yet. He hasn't worked with, with Sullivan. Um, so yeah. Just, uh, Seeing how uh, the how about shakes out, Jake Gensel's a dad. Got to talk to Jake Gensel. Gotta That's talk right, to he is a dad. Yeah, he's gonna have dad strength. Captain <laughs> is a cat dad. Have you been seeing that on Instagram? I saw that. How There's this like,
0: he just found a cat. Yeah, like, no just
1: like a neighbor, the cat found him. Yeah, I was the, the neighborhood cat adopted him and is just like living in his house now. So, um is that is that what he needs to get his swagger back? Yeah. <laughs>
0: possible it's possible maybe that was what the missing piece for him he just he needed to have something to nurture yeah, dad, and,
1: dad's strength is a real thing I don't know about cat and dad's strength but uh we're gonna find out
0: he can try to summon it I guess but yeah we're two weeks away from the start of training camp we're getting so close to the preseason and the regular season lots to watch lots to be excited about uh, I can't wait let's take a quick break and we'll be right back We are back a handful of the penguins participated in the beauty league over the course of the summer it wrapped up a couple weeks ago and taylor kind of started talking about teddy and how his long hair made him feisty but what can you tell us about the beauty league in general and how that went for the pens who participated
1: yeah so for for those who don't know it's just um it's just an off season league based in minnesota we're seeing a lot of these pop up everywhere there's like a new jersey one um Drew O'Connor played in that a little bit there's a there's a Montreal one I think there's like usually a Chicago one but the beauty league is um the the most marketed of of these summer leagues um it's been around uh i to say something like seven years now but uh it's it just like uh it, there's not a lot of defense but it's mostly NHLers some college guys junior guys and um just uh, kind of, I guess, maybe low effort until the the, um, the playoffs kick in. It's mostly like a good charity thing. But anyway, so a lot of Penguins players <laughs> in it. Jason Zucker played in it. Didn't get hurt. Great. Um, Jake Gensel played in it. Um, Teddy Bluger, Ryan Poehling, uh Mitch Ranke, who's a Wilkes-Barre guy. There's there's a couple of others. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting. They're, they're, but there are a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Zucker and, uh, Mitch Ranky, their team won the championship. Great for them. Um, uh, and, uh, Jake Ensel was, he led the league in scoring from the beginning. Like, I think he had like nine points in his first, oh Thing like that. And the only, he only missed what, you know, some guys come in and out. They don't play every game. Jake Ensel, th- he only missed one game and I'm assuming it was for the birth of his child. Um, <laughs> But so he played eight games. He had 37 points, um, 19 goals, 18 assists. So uh, he led the regular season in scoring. Uh, He was not named league MVP, though. League MVP went to Teddy Bluger. No, Teddy Bluger Bluger was up there in regular season scoring. He played most games, too. Um, He did lead the postseason in scoring, Uh, Teddy Bluger. He had four goals, five assists in two games. But if you re- if you look at the little post, you know, the beauty league um, made mm-hmm. you know announcing like the winners, um, like the all rookie, you know, the the all star. Yeah. Team. Um, for the league MVP, there's a little you know asterisk next to Bluger's name, and under it says got in a fight. Like, that's why he's <laughs> league MVP. The beauty league has been around for how many? You know, <laughs> several years. He got in the only fight in league history and this wasn't like a goofing off for the fans like you know this was a legitimate fight and like so it was the first game of the playoffs um Vinny Letary was the guy he fought um I can't remember which team he was on I think he was on Anaheim last season um but uh yeah so Teddy's team was blowing out Letary's team I think his final score ended up being 12 to 3 Four of those goals were Teddy's, and he had, oh I think, my two God. too. So, and uh, d- d- two of Teddy's goals came kind of, like, at the end, um, you know, very close together. So the game is m- way more than over. It's a fun league. Teddy's running up the score. I think that's totally fine to do. It's a fun league. The fans come. They want to see goals. Yeah. Vinny Letary took exception to Teddy Bluger, so, scaling it up in the beauty league um, <laughs> kind of trailed him down the ice to in his mouth at teddy and then yeah they drop the gloves and it's a legitimate fight they're throwing haymakers they come up with terry's <laughs> face is covered in blood like teddy was not holding back and uh oh my God. laughing at it no suspensions in the beauty league, Teddy, you know, that he came back for, for the next game, the championship game, lost to Jason Zucker's team, but
0: is this, oh my just,
1: God. is this just long haired Teddy, like getting what, seven points in a game. And uh, I called him feral. in the Is that, is that just long? He grows his hair out and suddenly he doesn't know how to act.
0: Yeah. It's just like, it <laughs> activates this uh, like animalistic side of him that, Just cannot be stopped, (laughs) whether it's scoring or fighting.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and I know some fans saw that and they weren't happy about it, like uh, Teddy, like he could have gotten hurt. Um, So, yeah, it's not something you want to see. Yeah. And I saw some fans are saying, like, at what point do you ban players from playing in these leagues? And it's like, well, fights aren't exactly common, given that this was the only one in the yeah. League. Um, <laughs> and players, pretty much every player plays in some kind of organized pickup league like this. The beauty league yeah. just happens to be marketed more, and they try to make it seem like a legitimate league, but it's not any different than Crosby, McKinnon, and Marshawn playing together in Nova Scotia. Pittsburgh has a league. They called it, I think, the Goat League. Um, Trocek was in it a couple of other oh dang okay Pittsburgh natives so something like this happens everywhere guys get together play pickup and the effort level is pretty much the same across the board no one's like trying that hard no one's gonna hurt themselves Um, yeah the goalies aren't like NHL even like AHL goalies really don't play in these things I think like even even the beauty league which is mostly NHLers they're pulling guys like out of like yeah. d3 college i think i know louis Domingue played in the montreal league i don't know why he would have done that to himself but oh my um, god louis louis <laughs> but that guy. Uh, i don't think it's something we got to be concerned out in the future um yeah the guys yeah look, they,
0: they know yeah like they their limits and what yeah. what makes sense and what doesn't I, the fight is interesting but uh Other than that, because you said it's the the first fight in the history of that league, like,
1: and he was not not happening aggressor. Like Teddy's not for a fight. He didn't seek it out. No, he got sought out because he scored seven points. Was that good? Yeah. And Vinny Laterry, Vinny Laterry, Big L, to not initiate the fight, but then to lose as bad as he did, come up bloody. I think I'll think twice about that, but uh teddy he's fine he's try, dude he's fine that's he's good a cranberry i see him his hair's still long like i said good uh, keep that
0: long hair keep those vibes I teddy yeah uh, hold on to that uh yeah. in in other news though something not fine Kirill yeah. tankov got hurt was it this yeah. past monday
1: yeah so Kirill tankov he was the penguins seventh round pick in 2021 he's one of their two russian prospects um in seventh rounder, you might you know see that and like oh nothing to, you know, he's prop he's one of their most interesting prospects, uh yeah. for sure he's a forward, uh he can play center wing he he only played center last year, uh he's he's my he's my favorite prospect to watch, uh very skilled he's he's big he can skate, um he needs to work on his like defensive game. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think maybe like utilizing his teammates more. He likes doing a lot on his own. Um, I know the Penguins are very high on him, uh, and how skilled he is. So, uh, he was, he hasn't played in the KHL yet. Uh, he's in the VHL. That's the second league. Um, Monday was his team's first game of the season. They, They live stream all their games, that team so i Sheesh, okay um it, it, it's like a youtube so it's like there's like 130 people watching this game one of them's me the other <laughs> one's danny Kyrie, our other penguins writer <laughs> me danny a bunch of russians like i saw him i was like oh tank i was playing sent him the link so we're already. oh my god incredible um, two shifts into the second period he's uh in a race for the puck um he it looks like maybe he he it was started to lose his balance, but I, he probably could have saved it. But he also got hit from behind at the same time. He was headfirst into the boards. Awful. It was, it was scary because he was he was down for a couple minutes. He was, he wasn't moving. Oh. They, they bring the stretcher out. Um, there was a report out of Russia afterward that he fractured his uh, C five vertebrae in his neck. Uh, uh and he uh he did undergo surgery on tuesday next next surgery um <sighs> so he's probably done for the year which is just awful i mean that you, is awful yeah you hope you know no long to reflect his team did say no no time table or anything like that it's way too early but yeah um, yeah just awful to see um yeah you hope uh you hope he will be okay yeah, yeah again he is one of their I think better forward prospects um as far as like a ceiling goes mm-hmm. um but yeah just uh you, you have to really feel for him because it seemed like you know he was really poised to take a big step this year over in Russia maybe see some KHL time um but uh yeah just uh just terrible seems like a great kid too um very very funny yeah. on, on Twitter always smiling but it was really yeah,
0: scary. The player that hit him only rough. got a,
1: a three-game suspension, which is awful. I could not tell you a whole lot about how the Russian second-league uh, disciplinary system works, but <laughs> I think three games for – you could have – I mean, he, he broke a bone in his neck. Like, it could have – Yeah, it could have killed super him. super serious. It could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah. You're lucky he wasn't paralyzed, and that kid only gets three games. Um, yeah already and Maltsev, that's the guy that hit him um you're on our list now
0: yeah (laughs) we're coming for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah you hope um uh, heals quickly he's able to yeah again next season so because he's russian um you know when if you draft a player out of like college juniors whatever there's like it's different depending on where you get him from um how long you have their rights for before you have to sign them. Okay. Um, and, you know, if it gets to a certain point they're not signed, they become a free agent. Um, w- when it's at Europe, it depends on how what the NHL's agreement is with the hockey governing body in that country. Um, so the NHL and the Ice Hockey Federation of Russia have no formal agreement. They never have. That's not anything new. So uh, if you draft a player from Russia, you have their rights – forever until you okay him. so there's no rush um to sign him bring him over um he can take all the time he needs over there um he's gonna be a penguin forever until they they move him like uh, alex peterski the goalie who played a game for them in uh 2010 uh he's still technically penguin penguins property he's 32 that is years wild. old he last played in like the second league in like 2020 but um He's still airs, uh. So yeah, they have um, a tank off can take all the time he needs. But uh, yeah, a really, really fun prospect. The Penguins are very high on him, especially for a seventh rounder. You hope he um, he'll be okay.
0: Yeah, and yeah, you're definitely hoping for a speedy recovery. There, also glad Teddy is okay, uh, and. That there wasn't anything more <laughs> serious there. It was just a fight. And if fights happen all the time in the NHL, everybody calm down. Yeah. It's fine. It's going to be fine. All right, let's take one more break. We'll be right back. We're back. And as we approach the regular season, we're also getting closer to finding answers for what the penguins third jersey is going to be this year and a couple weeks ago fanatics leaked a t-shirt not a jersey a t-shirt with the robo penguin on it which has been a highly requested logo bringing that back for a third jersey and when mario was uh, majority owner never happened there's speculation because he didn't like it superstitions all that stuff bad juju but it's looking like there's a much higher likelihood now that we could see in some form, whether it's just uh, full black, the gradient, full white, the robo Pigeon show up on, on a jersey, and people are split on how they feel about it. There are, There are people who are losing their minds because they can't wait, and... There are people who are losing their minds because they hope it never happens, and it's just a—I've never seen so many people conflicted over a graphic. Yeah. But I'm—I'm I'm in the camp of I really hope that they bring back that that logo because it just—it's nostalgic and it's cool, and we haven't—they've basically cycled yeah. through everything else. So what—what what is there to use? Yeah, right? I, so I
1: mean, I—I I get. I think it's definitely a generational thing. I think if you're a little bit older than us and you can remember 1993, I mean, so they win two cups back to back and then they change the logo and then they lose. Like I can understand why Mm. if you were old enough to like, remember that process, that why that logo would definitely have bad associations for you. But I think if you're uh, younger, um, first of all, there's a whole chunk of the fan base that we're, not alive when they're using this, or like not uh, a fan, they don't remember it, and then it's just a cool logo to them. But I think if you're yeah. like our age and you have memory of like the later years, you don't associate it with like '93, you might like Yager, um, Straka, yeah. uh, cast When I see it, I think we like cast like the p- the the gradient, I think of like Casperitis is a goal um uh, yeah. so i mean yeah they never won anything in, in those jerseys um but i think uh i don't know some some fans there's a nostalgia for for those kinds of moments i just mm-hmm. think it's a cool logo i don't know i don't yeah. that, i don't i'm not superstitious i'm a little stitious um <laughs> but, um, I don't think there's like bad Yuju with the logo. I just think it's a cool logo. I can understand if yeah. like like Mario doesn't like it because he was he he was well, he there. lived it. Yeah, he actually was part um, of those teams. Yeah, but yeah, the, the the reason that we're talking about it, you said like fanatics. They they like leaked. It was like a several T shirts for different teams. Some of them like old logos, and we know the reverse retro mm-hmm. concept is making a return this year. So, um, that doesn't mean it's like a given, I I don't know if people remember the Penguins team store used to sell stuff with that logo, like, I don't know, 10 years ago. I don't, I don't know if they still have like old player jerseys, um, but used to be able to get like a, like, I'm sure they still sell you with like, you know, whatever, but it was like Kehoe and it's like, um, I can't remember who would have been, but different eras, um, I think like I have like an apps junior shirt from forever ago, but so different eras. And so they did have, they were selling pigeon logo stuff like that before, um, now I think we talked about this at the time in July, but I did talk to Kevin Acklin, the president of of business operations back then, and I um, in July, and I asked about is I called it the Robo Penguin. He was like, "Oh, the pigeon," and he, I'm like, "Yeah, the pigeon." Um, he said that like um, like lovingly, like not like a term of endearment, calling it the pigeon. Not yeah. an anti- <laughs> he's not anti-pigeon, but um. <laughs> if we're ever going to see it make a return and he did say you know they still have all the rights to it um never say never he said nothing was imminent um but so i don't think that but the, i don't think they had like the third jerseys done yet um at the time uh mm-hmm. he did acknowledge how polarizing it is with the fan base because like we've talked about it, depending on i think like how old you are um mm-hmm. you really love it or you really hate it no one's like apathetic towards the, the pigeon you're no. on one side or the other um, Wild. so yeah there it's i don't know if this has anything to do with like M- mary is still part owner but he's not majority owner i don't know if this is why because when they brought back mm-hmm. the snoop dog jerseys that's supposed to have a pigeon on the shoulder and so when when they brought that back and they had the normal skating penguin i was like if they didn't put the pigeon on it now, we're never gonna see it. But it seems like yeah, never say never.
0: Oh. It, we might be getting there, and like you said, it's not a given. Yeah. Just because they released a shirt with the Robo pigeon on it doesn't mean that we're gonna see a reverse retro yeah. jersey. But they're just the trends in the past with fanatics yeah. releasing t-shirts leading up to jersey reveals it isn't outs it's not it's probably yeah. it's not ridiculous to uh, yeah, to guess that that could
1: be we, jersey and it's not um, the winter classic though we know that we talked about it on an older episode yeah. um might have been the last episode before we went on mm-hmm. on break i think it was the winter classic i did ask kevin ackland about that he said um they're going pre-penguins so no blue, no no baby blue. Um, not the logo with the scarf. This is not a Penguins jersey logo that they're drawing inspiration from. And we talked about it. The only thing that makes sense is the Pittsburgh Pirates, um, the hockey, the Pittsburgh's first NHL team that played from 25, 1925 to nineteen thirty. Um, so that's one of them. Certain is what the Winter Classic is. It just makes yeah. too much sense. The Pirates played their first ever game in Boston. And if you go back and listen to that episode, we talked about the significance, the reason the Penguins can mm-hmm. wear black and gold in the NHL now is because the Pirates did first. Um, yeah. So that's what that's going to be. I think that's very cool. I think it's very cool that the Pigeon um, probably being brought back to life. I know people are disagree yeah. with it, but I'm excited. It's going to
0: make a lot of people yeah. happy. So, and I think we're doing them. <laughs> so, it it is what it
1: is. It if it is in fact the yeah. reverse
0: retro, it's only going to be around for one season, yeah. probably. So people will and deal with it.
1: When I talked to Ackland, he did say that if it did ever come back, he didn't think that they'd go full like uh, gradient because that is very like late nineties, early two thousands. It fits that vibe. Yeah. He's not sure if a jersey like that would, would fit so it might be um, yeah. you know when they wore it as, a, as like the whites and it was more of like a plain um, it is a reverse yeah. retro so something like that flipped to a different color you remember when they had the first reverse retros it was the black Snoop Dogg but made white uh, sure.
0: yep so they may do like a black with a yeah. robo or
1: on. yeah something like that yeah. maybe gold um, gold that would be yeah. cool.
0: I would, we'll I would dig see. that. Yeah, we sure will, and we'll probably find out in the next couple months what what the reverse retro is because they're going to want to start marketing that and selling it. Obviously, they're going to want people's money, and the people are going to want to see that in person. People like one of the things that I've heard specifically repeated over and over again is that people want to see Sid. Mm. In the Robo Pigeon jersey, so the sooner they announce that, the sooner they'll be able to sell. People have been to to
1: people photoshopping that for years. I, I've seen, I've seen so many photoshops of like current players in, like I, Jeff Carter. I've been seeing a Jeff Carter one. I'm pretty sure I've seen like an Evan Rodriguez one who is not even on the team, but everyone is just so hyped about um, the pigeon. At least the internet yep. like twitter who it is mostly yeah. like younger people i think that's why yeah. if you if, if that's where you're looking you're seeing more positive pigeon
0: then mm-hmm. yeah well here's hoping the pigeon comes back and it's good for us to be back honestly i'm glad that we're going to sort of be you know, gearing up for the regular season. There's a lot of exciting things happening in the next couple weeks. So make sure that you're subscribed to podcast on fifth app, wherever it is you listen or on our YouTube channel, because we, we have stuff over there as well. We drop new episodes every Thursday. So we will see you again next week for another new episode.